Good morning. Morning, morning, morning. I just want to say, um, first of all, obviously, welcome to the Earth is Ghetto podcast, but also happy first day of Juneteenth. We are going to be celebrating all June long, as well as talking about pride all June long. And girl, July Black Pride. I don't even know what we're going to be having planned for that, but we're going to be doing some things, honey. Okay. okay? Um, but as usual, I just want to say, uh, happy Juneteenth. We are here and we're still queer, everybody. Um, oof. As we do every morning, the first thing that we're going to get into is the mental health check-in. And Aaron, let us start with you. So, um, this is why I say mental health is <clears throat> very, very, very important especially when it comes to black LGBT people. Um, I'm just going to cut straight to the chase. I lost someone who I love very, very much. Um, a close cousin of mine died by suicide. Um, and this is, I know, I know it has to do because he was struggling with himself. He, he was queer, but he wasn't happy with himself. He was going through so much shit and he stayed in Jamaica. So, yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Um but I say all this to say it's okay to not be okay and we're all pretending like everything's okay. Just just check in on the people that you love. That's all I have to say. Um because this happened yesterday and I know y'all probably like, damn, why is he doing the show if he went through that? Being black and queer growing up. I've been through so, so, so much shit that um, when I hear things like this, I know how to handle myself. I know how to react to it. Um, Yes, I'm hurt, obviously, because it's my fucking cousin, but I'm just glad that he's at peace now and he's no longer suffering because he he's went through a lot of shit and unfortunately... Unlike him, I was able to move to the U.S. and stuff from Jamaica. But, yeah, um, mental health is very, very important, especially for Black LGBT people. And this is one of the main reasons why I wanted to start this podcast with Sydney, because, once again, Black LGBT folks are usually excluded from many talking points. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I just want to go ahead and have a moment of silence for... Aaron's cousin, and a lot of the Black queer boys who end up killing themselves because they don't have a safe place with their family. They don't have a safe place in public. Um, So just like five seconds. Okay. All right. Now, in reference to my mental health, um, I'm beginning to really uh, be very jealous and envious of people who can um, kind of remove themselves a little bit, to be a little bit more desensitized, to numb themselves a little bit. And I'm understanding more and more why that's such an important defense mechanism, because there's literally something happening every day. And I'm just, it's just one of those things that I'm noticing about myself, like, damn, I wish I was a little bit more. It was easier for me to be numb. Like, it was e- just easier in general. 
But at the end of the day, I feel like both things are very valid. It's okay to be falling apart and it's okay to be so okay that it's scary to other people because <laughs> it's just what it is. We all got to deal with it and we're going to deal with it in our own way. All right. So I do want to ha- go ahead and get into the next topic. As, as we've talked about a lot, um, you know, this is um, June, June and July are very, very, very important months um, for especially the black queer community. You have Juneteenth and Pride in the same month, which is June. And then, of course, in July, we have Black Pride. Um, so I wanted to make sure that we were kind of paying homage to that for these next two months. So because this is the first day of Juneteenth, unfortunately, I do have to recognize the darkness and these are one of these, um, that's one of uh, those topics, unfortunately, where we have to recognize the darkness of it all. Um, so medical apartheid, um, I don't feel like a lot of people kind of know exactly what it is. And basically it was a whole case study on using black people for experience, uh, for experiments, using black people for well, all kinds of things. We were, there was grave robbings for people who they thought were already dead. All of a sudden they come back and the bodies are gone. People go missing. And this was happening a lot and it was happening under the name of science. Um, So there is a clip that I wanna go ahead and play for you guys so that we can really get into it and talk about it. back to here chapter five uh please check out the previous ones if you hadn't um this is definitely stuff that is hard to read and i know it's hard to hear uh but i think it's important Uh, we're going on to chapter five this is titled the restless dead first story to mention here is a man named carl yegan in september of 1977 he went missing his family was looking for him they were talking to the police supposedly the police were doing the normal things of checking or checking hospitals for a man fitting his description. Turns out none of that was ever really done. Two months later, his body was found on an anatomy table at Howard University. And how did it end up there? Now, apparently the man had been inebriated. He was taken to a detoxification center. Later, he fell down to some illness. He ended up passing away. Now, even though he had identification on him and even his nephew's number, somehow this was lost. And then he became a John Doe and through some sort of lottery or whatever, whoever made the decision, his body was sent for dissection. Next, we have the story of Addie Mae Collins. She was one of the four girls who died in the Birmingham's 16th Street Baptist Church uh, back in 1963. She was even eulogized by Martin Luther King Jr. She was laid to rest. Then in 1998, her sisters came to the cemetery, founded in disarray, decided they wanted to move the body. When the workers started to do it, they found that there was no casket. There was no body. She had just been moved at some point. Similar to them not finding something there, um, construction workers that were renovating a 150-year-old structure in the Medical College of Georgia uncovered nearly 10,000 human bones and skulls that shouldn't have been there. And that they were able to tell that 75% of the bones uh, were from African-Americans. 
back to the example about robbing of graves, basically, it was so common that there was terms for it. People were referred to as night doctors and even resurrectionists. And even though that some of this grave robbing was happening at a time way after slavery had officially been abolished, um, uh, African-Americans really feared dissection after death. Uh, in fact, it felt like a form of slavery because it still was a sign of not having control over one's body. Um, in fact, it was written here, it was an extension of slavery into eternity because it represented a profound level of white control over their bodies, illustrating that they were not free even in death. Mm. Can't even die in peace. Um, and I don't know if this ever happened to you growing up, but I remember growing up, my parents telling me when I got older and I got my first ID and they said, oh, are you an organ donor? I remember discussing that with my mom and saying, well, I should put yes, right? She's like, no, don't ever do that. That means if anything ever happens to you, they're not even going to try and save you. Right. And I remember thinking, this crazy Jamaican-ass lady who's scared of everything now thinks that if I say I'm going to donate my organ, they're just going to kill me faster. And then you get older. You realize Joan don't sound so crazy. <laughs> and then you read stories like this about things that actually happened to us and realize that she has a, a point of reference, a genetic point of reference as to why she believes that way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, girl, I'm yeah. not surprised about that. They've always been doing, they've always been doing experiments on black folks, like even with the Tuskegee thing and like redlining for that is also an experiment too. But um, yeah, they've always been using us for that. Um, so this doesn't surprise me, but I've always, I'm glad you told me what that word actually means now because I've heard it, but I never knew it, it like what it actually meant. Right, right, right. No, and I feel like that's uh, that's another reason why we have to have topics like this because I think a lot of things we know deep down happens, right? And sometimes we, and but because of the way history is set up for us to learn, we sometimes don't have evidence of that at our fingertips because all we have is whitewashed history and everything. And it's really important that we have um, stories like this that actually substantiate the fact that no, you're not crazy. You're not, you're not insane. Like, do you realize that we've been under the regime of just like a narcissistic personality disorder and we're the victims? That's how I'm beginning to see it. <laughs> like the gaslighting, it's not real, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I feel like it's really important to have stories like this so that we can understand that it was real. When we talk about, you know, I believe her name was Henrietta Lacks who like the, after she died, they were using her cells to literally cure diseases while her family lived in poverty, unbeknownst whatever happened to their mother. Mm. And, you know, it continues just like Aaron said with the Tuskegee, um, Tuskegee Airmen where, um, or the Tuskegee experiment where they told, gave all these black men syphilis on purpose. Mm -hmm. Because again, just to see, see, see blackness, just to see us happen. We, we're seen less than human. We're not, they don't see us on that type of level. They just see us as lab rats. As, as cadavers. Um, like we talk about Puerto Rican women and how um, a lot of black Puerto Rican women and, and indigenous Puerto Rican women were tested birth control on. Like the reason that we have birth control today is because those women suffered in the yesteryears. Um, 
I just, I feel like that, like I said, I feel like it's just really important that we highlight things like this. Um, but I also feel like it's super important to highlight all of the things that we've brought to this country. The fact that Thomas Edison didn't really discover the light bulb, that we are the reason for rubber. We are the reason for, like, if you really look at it, like, nigga, you couldn't fly, you couldn't talk on the phone, and you ain't got no ranch dressing without us, bitch. Okay, and y'all wouldn't know how to bathe yourselves. <laughs> we were terrible yeah. teachers because these niggas is like, I don't wash my legs. But anyway. Uh, but, <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all so but, racist. I, I don't. Suck it in. But I do. <laughs> I, but, I, but I feel like it's important that we do highlight both because I don't want this segment just to be about, oh, let's stir the pain and see what happens. See what we also brought. And I also need us to see our value and realize that we should be very open to taking our value away from this place mm-hmm. that has given us absolutely nothing but grief despite what we've brought. <laughs> That's why you say like, this is why you hear things like black is the culture because everything came from blackness. So I'm not trying to hear this whole, oh, well, we invented girl. They ain't gonna teach this kind of stuff in history class. Of course not. And they're going to call it critical race theory, which it's not. It's just history. But okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's insane. Oh, we got a message. Hey, Groovy. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Sid. I do think it's really, really funny that Europeans, white people, think they invented hand washing in the medical context. As if (laughs) everyone else wasn't already doing that. But, okay. <laughs> it's so insane. And by the way, just a, another quick little historical fact. When it was just women who were the ones who were making sure that women or that other women were giving birth, um, the rate of more of the infant mortality rate was actually quite low. But then I believe it was in the late 1700s where men were like, oh, we need to take that over. And then babies were dying left and right. Mm. Just, just, just dying because they, and, and on top of that, the reason why a lot of times that people were living was because midwives were caring about the life of the mother was the biggest thing to, to go ahead and uphold. Whereas for even for, for doctors, especially since all doctors were male, the babies were the ones that they wanted to come out alive. And in more instances than not, they both came out dead with them, especially when the transition first happened. So I just wanna let you know, they've been sucking for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to be able to talk about that because I want to make sure that we are having these types of conversations. And also, I want to tell the panel, like, listen, oh, this is going to be going on for the next two months. I don't care what's going on. When we, If we, you have a Black queer historical character that you want to talk about, I want to hear it. If you have a Black person that you want to talk about, I definitely want to hear it because these are the months to go ahead and celebrate that. And it's literally all these niggas gave us. So let's take advantage. Uh, right. <laughs> so- all right, so we are going to go ahead and switch gears to the next topic that um, I'm going to go ahead and let Aaron lead because I've been talking so much this first segment. Uh- <laughs> so on this, so as we know, it is Pride Month, Happy Pride Month, period. However, right. I think it's important to realize the roots of Pride Month. And to be honest, if it wasn't for Black trans women and Black queer folk, 
there would be no pride anything. There would be no all these rights for queer folks, even with unfortunately still excludes black LGBT folks, these laws are putting down. It wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for black LGBT people. This is why we have things like black queer pride events or black gay pride month or whatever, which is in July. Um, because as black people, we've always had to create a safe space for ourselves. Unfortunately, the mainstream LGBT events in June or just main, mainstream LGBT in general is whitewashed. So once again, black LGBT folks have to create spaces for us because again, intersectionality is still very important. So this, and I've had to explain this to so many white LGBT, they'd be like, oh, that's so racist. Don't you think that's kind of racist to create black gay pride events and stuff? I'm like, so girl, everything I just said went over your head. (laughs) 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 So you you sound just like when when straight folks say that, well, that's heterophobic. Why don't we come up with a straight pride? What? Girl. (laughs) And you know what's worse? I feel like you don't understand it unless you put it in those terms, unless you mention straight pride. Otherwise, those, those bells just aren't going off. Exactly. So, yeah, like, yes, Pride Month, very important month. Like, I'm still going to celebrate it. But I also know that it's not as inclusive as we we like to pretend like it is. Because if you go to any of these Pride events in New York, California, or all these other uh, neighborhoods, who do you see in the streets mainly? Usually white white cisgendered men, white cisgendered gay men. I don't see any dark skinned black folks. I don't see any um, queer folks who I don't see any fat queer folks. I don't see any uh, femme, dark skinned trans women. I don't see any of these things. All I usually see during Pride Month at these major cities is the white LGBT people. And if they are black, they're racially ambiguous or super light skinned and they think they did something. Or say, oh, we had Tadra Paul to perform with us, so we good now because we got diversity. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad the coon showed up. I'm sorry. Continue. My bad. <laughs> but yeah, and even then, like, notice how mainstream Black LGBT artists view use their proximity to whiteness to become so successful. To be because, yeah, Tajik Hall, for example. But if it's, I guarantee you, if Tajik was to go up there and say like. Like he doesn't even say nigga. He doesn't have most of his background dancers are white. The people that he casts is white. He doesn't go up there saying Black Lives Matter like that, or if at all, for real. Girl, his white his fan base, which is usually white, they ain't gonna have that. <laughs> he says things. He's playing it safe. Mm-hmm. Like he's he everything he does is safe. And girl, you know I don't know what that is. I I I can't even spell safe over here. Yeah. But, <laughs> Um, I also think that it's really interesting, especially when we think of, you know, um, RuPaul's granddaughter, Todrick, or RuPaul, um, regardless of, you see that these two um, Black men in these very white spaces that are going out of their way to keep them white spaces. Mm. Like when someone went up to RuPaul and was like, so you don't really have a lot of, or any Black people on your staff or behind the scenes or anything. And RuPaul got really offended, like, but I'm here. And you're like, 
Mm. Yo, they, they they certainly adopt white logic. I tell you what. <laughs> what? Right. Like, girl, that's like, to, oh, girl, it's very, ain't no, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I voted for Obama, so, you know, I'm good. It's like they're black, Stephanie. Like, my God, why are you so upset? Like, they totally voted for <laughs> Obama. And they said they would do it a third time if it was possible. Duh. We're like you. Sticky bangs. Stop. I'm so weak. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's important to realize the roots of pride. Um, I just, I want the LGBT community to know their history more and realize that, girl, there would be no RuPaul, there would be no drag without Ballroom. And Ballroom, once again, came from Black LGBT folks. It's so many things that's so mainstream now because of Ballroom. Voguing, like, they really thought Vogue came from Madonna. When no, Voguing came from Black trans women and, and, and Black queer folks as well. But once again, it's been whitewashed. The D, the tea, the shade, it's so on and so. Let me tell you something. All of that rhetoric came from black, uh, black ballroom, a hundred percent. Black women adopted it from black ballroom because of mm. how mainstream that it was. That wasn't something that came from us, ladies. I love, I love, I love y'all to death, and a whole lot of shit come from us. Let's be not gonna play, okay? Eve, Jean, and all. That one is not it. Love y'all, girl. Like I said, like. Tamar Braxton swear that the stuff that she be saying didn't come from black gay lingo. Girl, I'm telling y'all all right now, because black women do this a lot. And hell, I even hear some straight men be saying shade. Shade, no, uh, it's this for me, and all, the tea, what's the tea, and yes, and all this other stuff came from black gay lingo. And people don't even realize it. It's, it's, it's sad because even just now, we were just talking about Juneteenth. They put a, Walmart tried to come up with a Juneteenth ice cream flavor. And then they had little napkins that had the Pan-African colors on there. Not even the Juneteenth colors, which are red, white, and blue, <laughs> but whatever. And literally on the napkins, it said, it's the freedom for me. Oh my God. You can't have capitalism without um, using, uh, trying to make a profit off of people's long suffering. <laughs> Boom. Because, girl, they do, again, that capitalism off of pride. Oh, we know the faggots love rainbows. Let's put rainbows in everything. And, and hope they buy it. And then as soon as July comes, they're ripping that shit off. They don't give a damn. It's all about the money. It's really sad people don't see it. But I was really glad that also because we were talking about how the originations of Pride Month, which is so crazy because they exclude us now, coming from Marsha uh, uh, you know, P. Henson, who was literally the originator of it, and we are still not on the forefront. I want people to realize that as we, because we're going to play a clip um, that's going to let you guys know a little bit of more of the history of it, but you know how crazy it is to have a black trans woman start a movement that helps white LGBTQ everywhere, and then we literally try to pretend she had nothing to do with it. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know who this woman is? Why not? This beautiful woman is Marsha P. Johnson, and she aided in helping start the gay rights movement. Let's learn about it. Marsha P. Johnson was a friend and a leader in the LGBT community in New York. She was
even find Marsha P. Johnson with P standing for K in the mind when somebody questions your gender. Bad bitch things. Now, one night, the police raided the Stonewall Inn, which was a gay bar in New York. And they started arresting people on suspicious charges, like, why are you arresting me right now? And so a riot broke out and basically started a movement fighting for gay rights. Many credit Martha to the starter of these riots. Badass things! You ever started a historic movement on the weekend? Martha became such a historic and influential part of the movement that she should be put in the history books. Also, here's some cool pictures I found of her. Who was doing the latest? Here's her with Sylvia Rivera. Stay in the corner. Period. Yeah, and like, yeah, Marsha P. Johnson, like, icon, obviously, and super, super important. And this was really during a time when the only thing the white gays cared about, to be honest, during this time was marriage and a cure for HIV. And that, once again, still excluded people of color who are queer and Black queer folks. But how ironic it is that a Black trans woman <laughs> fought for, so that they can be able to do that and they still excluded black queer folks. <laughs> when she really is the mother of the movement. And the fact that we have tried the well, at least the white LGBTQ have really tried to pretend like she didn't exist. Like when we talk about Harvey Milk, right? Uh, who was like the first uh, gay, um, I think congressperson or senator or some kind of political office ever. And everybody was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Do you know when the first black gay man was able to have some type of office? That was 2020. Yeah. Are we going to pretend? Like, are we going to pretend? Stop. Oh my God. Makes my ass itch. Okay, so we have three messages. We're gonna play real quick. Queen China. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, Sid. Good morning, Aaron. Um not gonna lie my impact side is going wee you wee you wee you Aaron I hope you're okay um I hope you're doing okay you sound a little down but um I'm glad to see you guys are up today um talking about black queer pride I love I love this talk so definitely keep that shit going <laughs> oh thank you girl yeah um I'm pushing through Can I uh, pushing through I just want I wanted to still make sure I did this show because I am a little down, but I ain't want to let y'all down either, so I'm still here. Ashe. Can I ask um, if anybody knows how to make more gay towns? Like, I've only been to one gay town um, down in San Diego, and it was completely, like, really bright, like, with all the gays from the Caucasus Mountains. So I'm um, just, you know, wondering if you guys have any insight uh, about, you know, making a more black queer community. Yeah. Um, are you asking if I know of any black queer places like cities and towns and stuff? I think I think what she, I think what she's saying is like she walked into that one neighborhood and she was like, wow. Why don't we have this? And I'll be honest with you. I don't think that black queer, I feel like black queer people able are able to get like certain spots in the very 
more very white neighborhoods. We're able to have like little kind of corners and stuff like, you know, having little shops and so on. I feel like that's one thing that we do need to work on, like as a community, because this is part of the black queer community. As a community, we need to be trying to figure out how we're making a black queer safe place for us to live, not mm -hmm. just for us to speak. Not just for us to be able to share our ideas, but for us to live safely. I feel like that really needs to be like at the forefront for us because I don't really think there is anything like that. I feel yeah. like we got to start doing some research. Because people like to, people like to say, "Oh, well, y'all have Atlanta. Atlanta's pretty, uh, pretty black and queer." I said, "Not really," because every time I do go, yes, there are a lot of black queer folks in Atlanta. Yes, but the parts that they reside in isn't in the most protected areas, as if it was for the white LGBT people. It, 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 thank you. I'm so, so glad you said that because they'll be like, well, there's black queer people that live there. Nigga, that don't mean they're in a safe community. I want you to put two and two and not come up with five. You once don't again, carry the one. <laughs> once again, a lot of black queer folks, like gay niggas, such as myself, grew up in the hood just because we can't equate, oh, because black folks think <clears throat> some cishet black men be shook when we tell them no, like I, I'm from the hood as well because they, they equate me being gay to, oh, that means I'm going to live in a white neighborhood. Suburbia turned you like that. You mm -hmm. couldn't have lived in the hood and lived like that, which is like, who do you think Aaron was fucking on? Hood niggas. Like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, so I, once again, intersectionality. Um, yeah, just because you see black queer folks in, in Atlanta or New Orleans or whatever, they're usually not in the protected parts <laughs> of that. Like, let's be let's be real. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's and I feel like when people say that, they need to understand it's kind of like saying, "Oh, it can't be racist anymore." Oprah's got money, and Barack Obama was president. Those two things don't equate. That's not how any of this works. Um, oh, Fledge. Hey, Fledge. Lord, it's an exploitation for me, if you will, um, when it comes to capitalism and the need to monetize off of any and everything that gets brought out into our society that we want to make part of just the culture. Um, ugh, it's just like, what, somebody go make the ice cream flavor collard green? Come on, what are we oh, doing here? This is this is so silly. I, it's, 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 it's always insulting to my intelligence. Ain't it? <laughs> oh, either way. Hey, happy pride. Hope you, Aaron, are having a good day. Hope you, Sid, are feeling better. In fact, hope everything's going good with both of you. Um, hey, audience. Hey, Flame. Hey, Queen China Burr. Hey, Groovy. Period. Groovy. Yeah. Harvey Milk was just a fucking mayor. Like, he wasn't <laughs> even... Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, I want the. I definitely want. I want the Marsha P. Johnson biopic, yeah, like that, or 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 HBO series. That's that's what I'd like to see. Um, not not something about like a mayor. I mean, that's that's boring. Do you know? Like that would be like a culture change. Like we need to make that happen because I would love to see a movie on that. Okay, so I we, so we're just gonna go off in a little bit because now we gotta live in the fantasy land of the Marsha P. Henson biopic. <laughs> Marsha P. Johnson biopic is a real thing. Okay, would we have to go ahead and audition for a brand new person to play Marsha P. Henson, or is they are there a black queer person going around right now that could possibly emulate her? 
Hmm. Oh, that's tough. This is for the room. I want y'all to think deep. Think deep, because I want to know. Because like, because when you, because you want somebody who at least looks a little bit like Marsha P. Uh, Johnson, you don't want them to, because a lot of times whenever we are doing things with trans people, I feel like we want them to pass as much as humanly possible. You're not supposed to be able to tell. And that's not what transness is about. So I want us to keep that in mind when we're picking people. Maybe um, we could do, what's her name? Electra from Pose. What's her real name? Oh, uh, Dominique, uh, Dominique uh, Jackson. Maybe she. She do got the dramatics. She do. She do. She, she do got all the dramatics. I'll still never forget. I never forgave Electra for turning over that table and everybody just started eating. <laughs> I'll never forget that bitch. I was like, I was hungry myself. I was upset. But she does. But, that's, yeah, that's I think she'll be a perfect world. Like, again, an actual real trans woman in dark skin. Mm -hmm. Like, has been through all the the things, have done a lot for the uh, community, especially the Black LGBT community. Um, but knowing Hollywood, they're gonna pick someone who is super light skinned and is mm. to make the um, hetero the hetero audience feel comfortable watching it. Yeah, because we're still trying to get their dollar. Regardless, at, at the end of the day, they're still gonna try and want to bring in the straights. So they're going to want them to feel comfortable in some way because at the end of the day, see, this is why we got to start making our own shit, man. Like, this is why I just wish that this platform had so much more money behind it because that would be one of the first things that we would tackle, bitch. Like, we are not about to let our stories go unheard. But once they are in the hands of corporation and left the hands of community, they just do all kind of shit with it. They got nothing to do with us. Right. Um... Wilton. I need to get somebody brand new who has like um, similar features that can act because I'm pretty sure there's plenty of actors out there that mm -hmm. can uh, portray her. Part of me wants to kind of have like a new casting altogether because I feel like there are so many we're talented as fuck. Look at us, bitch. Are you serious? Do you know how many people we could be able to get in there? Um, and I feel like we could be making like a whole new genre of actors and actresses and boom, all of a sudden one movie and we have all of different shows everywhere. I feel like that would be dope. I know we got to get off this, but you know, y'all made me dream for a second. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait. So, um, Sydney, what does Black Queer Pride mean to you? Ooh. Black queer pride means safety and openness without the prying eyes of others. Mm. That it can only be accomplices and Black queer folks. I feel like that is the big, biggest signification of Black queer pride to me because it's a place where I would feel celebrated and mm. not tolerated or invisible or not, and not seen at all. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, it means just recognizing how our existence, how powerful our existence is being black and queer. We are, um, and, has, and are still in many cases, divine. We have black queer folks, especially like black trans women and, and all these things before Africa was colonized, very divine. The gods that they worship were uh, gender, gender queer and trans. Trans, like everyone was just free. 
So when I hear, <clears throat> so being black and queer, black queer pride just means celebrating the multiplicity of blackness. Mm, yeah. Black people, we are, we are not a monolith. And I want people in the black community to realize that. Um, and I want black queer folks to realize how powerful our existence is. We are the true definition of unity, to be honest. Absolutely. Fucking agree. We have like a lot of, so many things going against us. And we still shine. We still rise. We are, um, and we are still the, the people that they are still looking to steal from for the next fly word, for the, the, for the next fly trend. It's what it is. Um, and I also feel like I'm so glad that Aaron brought that up when we talk about the history of Afri of African people before colonization and how not just not just divine fucking worshipped. This is why I say I don't want us to ever go into a crowd of black people and ever feel comfortable ever again because we don't deserve it. Ancestrally, it's their betrayal. It's not ours. This is why I'm telling you only go to places where you are fucking celebrated. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? So more than likely, there's not you're not going to really see me at white pride events like that. To be honest, unless I'm rolling deep with all my people so I can make it feel like it's black pride. Right. <laughs> you know? like, I, like I'm telling you now, I, I've i only been to one. I said, girl, no, ma'am. It was no diversity. And I said, girl, this is. For y'all to be so claim to be so inclusive, I don't see no one that looks like me out here. Mm. But I guess, but you, but you don't see it that way because since we're all gay, right? So you think we all have the same struggle? No, it's a whole different journey, a whole different experience, a whole different culture being black and queer. And I'm so glad that you know we find that we do have July where we can recognize that, even though that's something that still is upsetting to white queers. But that's the thing when we are in white queer spaces a lot of times we are either ignored or attacked or fetishized or fetishized so why would i feel safe in that space that's just stupid i feel like it's crazy when they try to do the reverse shit and be like well you know i feel like that's kind of racist that i'm not involved because our parties are more lit just say you're jealous <laughs> and no one's saying that y'all can't come to a black queer parade or a black queer pride event just know where you're at and like just keep it cute and know where you're at and know who and know, you're like, uplifting know who you're uplifting and know the reason and the root cause as to why once again black folks have always had to create spaces for themselves like i jesus it's just coming into a space and being respectful it's like if one of my indigenous homegirls went ahead and invited me to a space where it was going to be about indigenous shit. best believe i'm gonna sit in my corner sit quiet and watch because i don't know what the fuck is going on so and i want to make sure that i am being as respectful as humanly possible i will only speak when spoken to it's just what i'm gonna do right it's just so crazy it's never like just seen on just as a human respect thing and it turns into politics and y'all are being racist instead of just being like oh i want to be respectful in this space mm -hmm. girl i can't tell you how many times like because i think more more white gays are finally learning about because they was like oh i didn't even know we had that or oh, y'all was doing that and then when <laughs> i tell them like yeah we do have july is black queer pride month well i think that's kind of racist that y'all are doing that Y'all are so used to having your own way and white mediocrity is so strong that you feel pressed because you're mad at us <laughs> for creating a safe space for ourselves. That you didn't even know about until they just told you. 
bitch, you, t- tell me you just want to start. <laughs> I think my girl sis might went off. But yeah, just because we create um, black queer spaces for ourselves, white LGBT people, does not mean that we don't like y'all. Well, let me take that back because a lot of y'all do piss me off. But you get what I'm saying. There's a reason why we have these spaces for ourselves because intersectionality is not being talked about even within the LGBT community. So I think it's important that we all look more into that. No, I completely and totally agree. Um, and also, I'll, another thing that I want to make sure that I uh, I point out as well. I f- Girl, it cut off again. Oh, I, I, I don't know what's going on with my phone. It's like, as soon as I start saying something, it's like, no, bitch, you can't say shit. I don't know what the hell the problem is. My phone is trying to stop me, y'all. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Your phone is homophobic. It isn't like what we're saying. <laughs> Bro, I'm just trying to be real and it don't want to let me be myself right now. But no, I, I just wanted to go ahead and say that I feel like it's really important for us to have our own black queer spaces, even within the month of June. Listen, if you don't want to go out and go to Pride and you just want to do your own thing at home and, and and do that, feel free in doing that because I want you to feel safe and celebrated. I feel like it's so, it's so stupid that we continue to go to these spaces and be like, oh damn, I wish we could see more of us. I wish we could talk about this issue. Do it! But that's the thing though, a lot of white gays think oh, well, we're all gay. So they just pretend like they don't see our color and say, oh, we're all fighting the same fight. Yes, we're all queer. But unlike black LGBT folks, y'all can put y'all's whiteness first. We can't do that shit. So yeah, this is to say that y'all don't go through homophobia. Yes, we all face homophobia. But your whiteness still comes first. They're still going to see that. I can't say, well, I'm, I can't say that I'm black first because, again, mainstream LGBT is white. And they see my blackness first, and it's hella racism within the LGBT community. I get, oh, no blacks, no films, no Asians, all this stuff. And then, oh, you're cute for a black guy, and then I'm fetishized. Oh, you're black, so I bet you have a big dick. Because, first of all, assuming that every black guy has a big dick is racist. And then if I take my ass to my own folks, black people, who like to say that I'm black first, take my ass to the barbershop, take my ass to the straight black clubs and all these other things, they see my femininity first. They see my gayness first and even question my blackness because they think that being gay is a white thing. So this is why I say I'm neither first. They're on the same level. You can be black and a woman. You can be black and disabled. You can be black and gay. It's so many things. And even then, like I said before in another talk, I don't really say the term, I don't really say the word gay like that because the term gay has been a political term to represent white gay men. So this is why I say queer, but that's me getting off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are going to go ahead and switch gears a little bit. Um, And this is going to be for a lot of the uterus holders in the room. (laughs) I feel like it's uh, one of those things that have happened that at least has happened to me as a um, 35-year-old uh, cisgendered woman, I I have been more than just pressured to have children. I have just been absolutely expected 
to have children. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about what I was going to do. I also feel like it got to the point where I was so indoctrinated that even as when I was like young, I might've been nine and my parents asking me if I want to have kids, which by the way, why are you asking? That's also weird. <laughs> but they would ask me if I want to have kids and automatically my answer was because they make life worthwhile. What Hallmark commercial? <laughs> what the fuck did I get that from? But it was just, it was just instantaneous. Like, of course, you know, you do, that's what you do. And as I've come to the decision that I don't want kids, especially living in the fucking US, <laughs> and a lot of people have come to, to the decision to not have kids and all for a multitude of fucking different reasons. I know people who's like, well, my mother um, died while she was having, giving birth to me. So I don't want to have children because I don't want that to happen to me. Mm. Feel like that's valid. Right. Um, I don't want to have children in this climate where um, people are dying left and right. I don't want to bury my kids because they decided to go to a particular school. Right. You know, the people don't think um, like that. People don't they don't think like that. They I, y'all need to just keep pushing. Y'all need to keep having babies. I want to have grandkids. I'm like, girl, y'all not going to be the ones taking care of these hoes. Y'all just going to visit them for a cute 10 minutes and get them hoes right back to me. I'm the one taking care of these kids in this fucked up, capitalistic, white supremacist-ass country. I don't want to have kids. And stop with this whole women have to automatically have kids and have to give you a quote-unquote reason as to why they don't. Some, the reason could be they just don't want to have it. They don't have to say, oh, well, finance and all this other stuff. They just, just don't want to have it. No is a complete sentence. Mm. Mm, say that I'm one no more time. No is a complete sentence. I I no longer give people have to think of a reason when I tell people no. I just no, and if they say why, because I don't want to. That's it. Stop with this whole women. What's your reason as to why not wanting to have kids? Because she don't want to have no damn kids. That's the answer. And that should be enough, but. Because we live in a patriarchal society, because um, patriarchy comes from white supremacy and therefore what are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the plantation? You have to be useful. You have to be fruitful and multiply. All of the biggest quotation marks possible. Um, because of that, we have women who are afraid to tell the truth about their journey about motherhood. We have women who are like, well, guess what? I have no choice but to make this sound all cheery and happy and what have you and not really talk about the struggles. So what, what, at least when I found this particular video, I found it like so um, refreshing because it was, um, it was a mother who wasn't afraid to be honest. And it was something that I really appreciated because there's nothing wrong with loving your kids and taking care of them and all of that. But it's also okay to say, if I knew now what I knew then, I wouldn't have been a mother. I feel like that's a valid feeling that we should talk about. Well, I keep seeing videos on here of women, I want to say between the age of 22 and 32, and they like, you know, single, no kids, living their best life. When I tell you, I love, love, love that for them, okay? But this video is about when I go to the comments, there's always somebody, a mama, in there like, you know what, I really love my kids, but I wish this was me. 
can we normalize? Y'all don't have to give a disclaimer. There's no disclaimer needed. Baby, we know you love them kids. But we also know kids make life a little bit harder. Financially, you have an extra expense. Physically, you are have more demands on you. Kids make life harder. There's no secret to that. And stop apologizing for that. Okay? We know we love these kids. And kids make life a little harder. Okay? And a lot of us, if we knew then what we knew now, they likely wouldn't be here. And guess what? That's okay. And my page is public, meaning public to my kids. They see it. I have a very, very transparent relationship with my children. My children understand what my thought process was in my 20s and why I birthed them and my thought process now and why if I had to make that same decision today, I would I would not be a mom. I would not be a mom. And I apologize. I, I, I tell you, I apologize to my children often because I brought you into a world where you may not have clean air, clean water, where you have to work so hard for everything. My teenage daughters have to now fight for their bodily autonomy. And even in that thought, I'm like, damn, why did I bring them here to fight? Why did I do this to them? They don't even have a right to their own body. Why did I do this to them? And they understand that. Okay, and now they make conscious decisions moving forward. Mom, I don't think I one of my, my middle daughter don't want no kids at all. My oldest daughter says she still want one when she turns thirty. I encourage mothers to continue to be transparent about our experience to the younger generation, so they do not fall into the trap that we fell into. We fell into the trap. You got to get married. You got to have kids. Like you're incomplete without them. That is a lie. So, yes, I'm going to continue to push mothers to be transparent. Kids absolutely bring a level of joy to your life that I've never seen before. But they also bring a level of stress to your life that I've never seen before. And nothing else has have, has ever given me this level of stress. Like, literally, imagine your soul and heart frolicking around in the world. Open to elements, okay? Um, and... I've never claimed to be a single mom and because I'm not. Um, my kids have amazing fathers, and I also have an amazing support system. Um, I am financially secure and able to provide my kids with all their needs and their wants. Um, I do not rely on the government for anything at all. I am literally self-sufficient. And even in that, my situation almost perfect, and I still would not make the decision again to have children. Mm. Yeah, girl, this is why I keep saying, like, we need to um, question these traditions that you've been taught. Oh, well, you need to have this or do this because that's just how it's supposed to be. I'm like, well, girl, who said that? Where did that come from? Why? Mm -hmm. And they can never give me a legitimate reason as to why. And I'm no, another reason why I, I was just so glad to find it, because it was obvious that you could hear that this woman obviously loves her kids and she takes care of them with pride. But she also is able to walk and chew gum at the same time and say, listen, I absolutely adore my children. But if I knew what this world was going to be, I would never have done this. Like, girl, it's people my age or younger um, trying to make it a huge goal to either be married or have kids. I'm like, girl, I mean, if y'all got the coin, but I'm not going to do that. I can't. Like, girl, first mm. of all, I can admit I'm selfish as fuck. That's number one. I am selfish <laughs> as fuck. I'm like, girl, my patience level, you have to have a lot of patience to have a kid. Girl, yes. I can't just, I don't know what that is. But yeah, <laughs> I can, at least I can admit that. Some folks just have kids 
because they were told to or because they think it'll fix their marriage or they think mm. oh babies are so babies are cute no ma'am i'm telling you now i i'm i'm not capable to do it and it's not and, and because i just don't want to and that's okay as well Exactly. And I, and I feel like there's got to be a space for women to be able to be honest with each other in a safe space and be like, listen, it, that's why I said, that's why I called it. It's okay to regret your children. Look at the world that we are living in right now today. I didn't say, oh my goodness, it's okay to hate your fucking kids. Like, good God, look at what's going on in the world right now. We can't pretend that having children does not make things harder. And then, like she said in the video, think about having your your whole soul just walking around, gallivanting around, sending them to school, sending them to grocery stores, not knowing if they're going to come back. Mm. Girl, we this can't is what pretend I say. that's not real. And to be honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna even take it to I'm gonna even take it this far. Um, I feel like a lot has to do with religion when it comes to the pressure mm -hmm. of having to have kids, because mm -hmm. it says to be fruitful and multiply and all that, and to keep your lineage going. But girl, you already know how I feel about that book. I'm I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just that on that. I'm gonna play these messages. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. Have a blessed, nice, productive, God blessed, filled, woke up morning. Good morning. Bless. Oh, and I appreciate that lady because she ain't saying nothing that is not true. Uh, I love my daughter um, and I made the choice that, you know, if I made it to 40 and if I should help, so happen to get pregnant because I, <laughs> then I would, you know, I would have her because I do love children because my mom really brought that out of me. But, uh, and because actually she was the main person that says, Danielle, sex ain't going out of style. It'll be here. Uh, so take your time. Oh, and there she is. Take your time. And she actually, when I found out I was pregnant, she had just sent me a message telling me of how proud she was with me and that she knew that me kind of having been a house mom to some of um, my queer kids down in Columbus, she said that she was just so proud that I was a mom then. And then I ultimately told her like, hey, well, you're actually going to be a grandmom. So, you know, that's how that ended up working out. But I do appreciate I appreciate talks like that uh, because that she she was absolutely on point. She was correct. I say thank you. Earth is ghetto. That's why you can't have any kids or shouldn't have any kids. Mm. Exactly. <clears throat> Actually, uh, it's misquoted. It's um, be fruity and use multiply. Um, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> right. Plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist for real. Look, hey, it it makes sense though. Well, wouldn't that be funny if like that'd be so funny if the Bible was actually just a gay ass storybook? Because it, look, be fruity, multiply, and then there was a lot of rainbows in that book, girl. So Ch I don't child. know, child. <laughs> you not you not wrong. Right. So I will pass on the same advice. Take your time out here. Um, children are wonderful. They're beautiful. I happen to be in a bit of a position for me. That's what I felt that fit for me. Um, but I would definitely, if I could go back, um, probably not.
Probably not. Uh, but I, and I don't really necessarily, I don't want to have shame in that. Uh, and I don't think anyone should have shame for saying that if they could do it differently, they would. Uh, because that's just realistic. This, this, the, the world that we live in does not make it seem like it is the most um, welcoming to children and to children's safety. Uh, with that said, though, I just know how much I love children and um, what I want to give back to other children as well as my own. But I will tell y'all, yes, they, they, you know, those are extra expenses. That's some sleep loss. That's your body healing back up. It's a lot. But for me, I think it's worth it. But I always want anybody and everybody who's considered, take your time. There's a lot of love for us to give out here to each other. Amen. Amen. I got a few questions this morning. I got just a few, few questions. Then I'm going to leave. Yeah, um, go ahead and ask them. Unfortunately, since this is, this is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show, schedule show. We don't really let anyone up on the panel because we try to go through, we try to make sure that we go through all of our topics on time. But if you do have any questions, just leave them in the comments. Absolutely. And again, this is just one of the reasons why I really wanted to make sure to have conversations like these, because I feel like we're not honest a lot of times at least in especially in straight society about how hard it is to have kids how hard it is to be a parent i notice the people who are the most uh, who a lot of people who are like oh i just can't wait to have a baby are usually the people who have no idea how hard it is or what you're putting your body through i didn't i, I saw this uh, this bitch on tiktok who lost all of her mother all of her teeth there's a calcium deficiency that can sometimes happen when you get pregnant and all of her teeth fell out of her mouth. Gone. Gone. Ooh, child, girl, I didn't know it could do that. Do you see? Do you see? And do you have any bitches are walking around ignorant just like you? Oh, well, you know, I thought my feet get swollen. Nigga, your teeth can fall the fuck out. Listen. And we're not talking about, you know, um, all of the, all, a lot of other diseases and things or just gestational diabetes. You can get diabetes just for the duration of your pregnancy. Oh, you didn't know? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> girl, honestly, it- hot, look, I'm so glad I ain't got a uterus because, girl, <laughs> it's a, it's, that thing can do a lot. It's a lot going on down there. <laughs> You're not stupid. You? Like, y'all... That's so awesome that like, y'all can like grow a whole fingernail in your body, and and I don't see like girl, I don't see how that can work. Like more power to y'all. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and I'm just and and I think about like even the I remember being around for my my mom's uh, pregnancies, and I remember one of the um, pregnancies that I think that was the worst. One she miscarried at at five months in a bathroom by herself when my father was laughing in bed and didn't give a fuck. And the second one was her being uh, pregnant. And I remember uh, it was about the fifth or sixth month and she couldn't walk to the bathroom anymore. So we had to put chairs and we had to switch chairs around to get her to the bathroom and put a chair inside the shower so that she could actually bathe herself. And when she laid down, I'd never seen muscle spasms in real time before. Just seeing her back, just moving in and out. Like I was just like, and you want me to be like, oh, this is just what you should do. Yeah, girl. Y'all question these traditions they're trying to teach you. Oh, that's just how it's always been. Okay, well, who said that? And then when they can't give you an answer, 
now we look now they're looking at us crazy right well the bible says okay 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 before colonization give me something before give me something pre-colonization for me please i want y'all to know that saying that the bible says something doesn't mean that it's true (laughs) i'm sorry i'm trying to be respectful but girl why well i can question all sorts of books why can't i question this book that has been translated th- thousands of times by white men. Why can't I question it? Mm. Especially with all of the fucking versions that have come out, doesn't feel like an accurate source of material. Just saying. Like, why? I don't see what's wrong with questioning things. Like, some of y'all are letting y'all's beliefs, keeping y'all from doing anything and from like getting to the top. It's okay to question things. Why can't I question this book that justifies slavery? Tell me that. Why can't I do that? rationalizing rape anyone <laughs> sorry continue <sighs> blessed be the fruit also i want to go shout out to all the mothers that uh went through postpartum depression and mm-hmm. um it's something it's it's a lot of strong mothers so just shout out to all the mothers that went through postpartum depression through their pregnancy absolutely Ashe, I didn't even get into that. That's a whole other that's a whole other thing that they have to deal with too. Like, come on. I hear about all the side effects that women get or could possibly get, like just from having a baby. It's questioning, like I question people, it's like, are we even made to have babies? Why the fuck all these negatives? And the only positive is the baby. Even if I it, the baby can even be a positive. Even if like Let's be real. The baby is the only positive if you even like kids. And none of that is no plus. No. Child. <laughs> Girl. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to have a moment of honest disclosure when it comes to like the calcium loss and how it can affect your teeth. That's where it hit me. I would say I had an amazing kind of pregnancy and it was pretty, it was, it was almost uh, a little too easy. But then again, I don't know. I guess I was built in a way that allowed me to have a somewhat easier birth. And I think also um, athleticism and having your body be kind of in that position does help, as well as actually having a supportive medical uh, uh, care uh, facility. Uh, and luckily, luckily, up here in Cleveland, a lot of the spaces that are in these hospitals are filled with black women, um, nurses up to doctors. So I, you know, because I was nervous because you know how you already know how it is out here historically in this country when it comes to doctors and, and birthing black babies. But um, yeah, uh, tooth loss. So I'm actually working on getting my poor toothless together. But that is real, ladies and gentlemen. See, see, mm-hmm. see. Mm. Mm. That may not be something you want to jump into with both feet without reading a couple books. Well, I I have something to say. Ah, uh, so, child. I just want to say this. I I read y'all's title saying that it's okay to regret your kids and not to want kids. And I just want to say, God, kids are a precious gift from God. And you should be glad that you have kids because we were all created in white Jesus's image. And the fact that you able to bring kids into this world, just be glad that you have one. Don't abort the, the kid because that is a sin and you will burn in hell. So it's best that you just go ahead and keep it 
He put the kids in your lives for a reason, especially for you black people. Be glad that you can have these things because y'all ain't used to that. I swear, every time Beth Ann or Hannah get on here, I be thinking, I really want to be able to see if I can abort a person. Can you abort a person? Let me stop. <laughs> but, but what is sad is, is that when, if I were to go ahead and post something like that on social media and take screenshots, guys, I couldn't even tell you the triggered people that would be in my comments. All black, by the way, because it's only black spaces that I'm in online. <laughs> And they would be like, I can't believe you would say that about a child. Why would you say that about your child? I ain't got no kids. I'm telling you why I'm not having none. Right. Listen to what I'm saying. It's selfish for you to not have a child. It's selfish for you to not adopt. It's selfish for you to continue to put children in the atmosphere when there's all these kind of pitney you could go ahead and pick from who absolutely could use some fucking parents. How about that? And it's also selfish to have kids because you've just been told and pressured by society to have them and then kick them out your house when you find out that they're gay. Mm-mm. L- listen, and my whole thing is, is that if I would, if I would never fix my mouth to say some crazy shit like that and be like, oh, well, you're selfish for having kids and blah, blah, blah. Why the fuck would you tell me that I'm selfish for not? Mm. What if I just want less of a carbon footprint on the fucking earth? What if, I, what if that's just what it is? And girl, they love to say, because they love, they tried that with me talking about, well, if your mom would have aborted you, you wouldn't be here. And I said, okay, and like, what's your um, point? Like, so, girl, I don't have a think piece because I don't exist. Nothing cannot exist. So imagine me trying to have control over my, my mother's body and I'm not even existing. I, I don't exist. Why the fuck? I don't give a fuck what, what happens because I don't but, have a think piece. You, you can't pretend that I would feel so terrible about something if I would be devoid of consciousness, which is what I would like right now. Again, waiting for the asteroid to hit us. Watch party at my house. I heard there's one um, a few million light years away, but it's headed towards this place and I'm just counting down. Listen, I'm just, I, I, I promise you, be like, road trip, we're going to Aaron's house so we can watch the world burn. <laughs> we're not going to live after it, but I'm bringing sweet potatoes. <laughs> like... <laughs> You guys are so it, negative. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, because oh, the world's yeah. so and positive. <laughs> I'm like, girl, wake up! Like, like, let's just be real. Oh yeah, and I am in a wonderful, supportive relationship with, um, with my boyfriend. And another reason why take your time because he was adopted, and mm-hmm. we're still dealing with some of the you know the the therapy that we need to get back into more so that he needs to get into um i need to return to therapy because the uh foster care adoption services they're absolutely horrible and the stress and the trauma that he is working himself um out of right now yeah um take your time take your time because we already know that this country doesn't give a shit about the children and they let them get into these systems and what happens to a lot of these kids is is heartbreaking it really is and you know i love him and he's a heart-centered man but yeah he's still working some stuff out in his life because of what happened to him being adopted so that's another one on the list for people to take their time Mm. right like again like Gun violence just became the leading cause of um, child death in this country. So, yeah, yeah, this whole, oh, we care about the kids. Girl, y'all don't. 
Y'all don't care about these damn kids. We literally have schools doing practice drills in case a shooter comes. They have to select a few, a select few of the kids have to use their bodies as a defense mechanism so that the other kids can escape. Y'all don't give a fuck about these kids. Like, if you cared about these people, if you cared about life in general, you wouldn't be so damn pro-gun. You wouldn't be so anti-gun control because I really swear they make it sound like that we don't also want to own guns. Bitch, I'm a black woman. I need a gun. The fuck is wrong with you? You make it sound like we don't want to own guns. We just try to take guns away and shit like that. When in actuality, we just want to make it tougher to get AK-47s to bring to schools to go ahead and shoot down 19 children. This is This should not be hard. And I, I hear a lot of people's arguments. Well, what are they going to do about the illegal guns? Well, they can't do shit about the illegal guns because they're illegal. I don't know how they're going to go about that. But you know what I do notice? All of these shootings are done by legal weaponry. They went somewhere and got it. And someone said, yes, you can have it. And white people and black people want guns for completely different reasons. Facts. Facts. Well, black people own guns, too. This, there are movements like the Black Panthers, for example. We've always had to, when it comes to self-preservation, that's all we had to lean on. But white people view guns as power and control. Two completely different reasons as to why black people and white people have guns. And when it comes to this whole, oh, well, it doesn't matter if we had guns or not. People are still going to hurt people. So what's the point of doing anything? Okay, so do you lock your doors at night? Because what's the point of locking your doors at night to your house? Because if they want to break in and rob your ass, they will still do it regardless. I bet you you still lock your doors anyway. Doing mm. something is better than doing nothing. So stop with this whole, well, if they want to hurt uh, them, they will do it anyway, gun or not. And then I turn around and say, okay, well, from now on, stop locking your doors to your house at night because if they want to break in and rob your ass, they will still do it. You see how that shit works? Mm. Mm. Cognitive dissonance. at, at and, and this is the thing. And it's the reason why I will always say that these pro-life people are really just pro are just really pro-birth. They they like I and and to a degree, I'm not even sure if you're a pro that, but they're certainly not pro anybody's life. Otherwise, they would be trying to fix the um the adoption the adoption and CPS system as hard as they would be like, oh, please don't have an abortion. Because they would actually, or they would leave that alone because that's a person's choice and be like, oh, the people who decided to actually listen to us and have their children, we should make it a better life for them so it make that make at least seem that they made a right decision. Right. Damn, Sid, I don't know how you do it. I mean, oof. I can just imagine. I know I, I went through it too, all through my 20s. You're going to have a kid? When are you going to have a kid? Where, where's, where's the kid at? Where's the baby? Like, what mm-hmm. fucking baby? What are you talking about? You, oh, right. you have a whole uterus, right? There's something wrong? What? You can't have kids? Like, I didn't say any of that. Like, I legitimately did not want kids because this world is jacked up and it's getting jacked by the fucking moment. Like, right. nobody else saw that, but. Little do they know, like, years later, I was going to end up adopting two kids for the same reason that I didn't want to bring two kids in this world. Like, this world is fucked up. These kids really need someone to look after them, to, you know, be their their fighter, you know, to teach them shit. Because no one else is teaching them shit, and it's, it's all bad out there. Exactly. And this whole, when it, in reference to, like, 
queer folks, for example, when people like to use this, oh, well, y'all can't reproduce and y'all can't have kids. Bitch, we don't need to do that shit because the foster care system is through the roof right now. Y'all are creating more babies for us to take care of when y'all kick them out your homes. We don't need to do that shit. So stop with this whole, oh, why don't you want to have kids? Or even if it's a woman, why don't you want to have kids? And she tell you, because I just don't want to. You want to say, well, that's not a good enough reason. Once again, no is a good reason. No is a, no is a sentence, a complete sentence. So stop with this whole, no, I need a legitimate reason. That is one. Now I feel like we need Earth is Ghetto, No is ju- no is a f- complete sentence t-shirts. Let's make them. Thank you. Thank you for that, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, fun Fetty. Aaron, <laughs> I know that this is off topic, <laughs> but this is the very first time that I've ever seen your Instagram and you are fine as hell. I just, (laughs) I don't know whether or not you like women. I don't know. I (laughs) never assumed anything about your orientation, but you are fine as fuck. Hi, Sid. Hi, my, my my secret crush on stereo. (laughs) Good morning. y'all. Good morning. Oh, thanks girl. Yeah. Um, I'm strictly dickly, but I am very flattered. <laughs> Listen, I thought the same exact thing. So, because I remember when we first met, we was like dragging one of these homophobes in the comments, and I saw his picture, and I was like, <laughs> what you doing? And then they called me, and I was just, okay, yeah, I probably don't have a chance. Never mind. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, that really means a lot, though. Um, as someone who was still self-conscious about their looks, <laughs> that really means a lot. You <laughs> <laughs> But no, like, oh I mean, man, like, crackhead like, OG like, Wolf. What a name. You know, some dick and pussy juices don't mix together right. Some of them be smelling like cat and dog. Some of them be smelling like dog dookie and cornstarch. Okay, first and foremost, um, Mr. Crackhead OG Wolf, sir. Um, I don't know why you are having sex with people who smell like that, but I feel like you shouldn't expose yourself in public. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Fletch. Yes, Aaron. And, um, and honestly, growing up with 12-step programming, I have like a plethora of slogans, whether it be let go and let God or don't, you know, don't eat or drink or do drugs if you have it halt, you know, be too hungry, too angry, too lonely, too tired. Uh, my mom loves no is a full sentence and she says it all the time and that has saved me a lot of emotional spaces where i felt guilty for just speaking up and trying to be myself and i love that phrase and i i i tell people all the time yep no is a full sentence because people shouldn't feel guilty for being who they are for speaking up for themselves for speaking up for righteousness and if that involves me saying no because i will i reject your hate and your bigotry if saying no means i will not participate in my own oppression then I'm going to say it, and I'm going to let it stand. Ten toes down. Period. And that's on Rosa Parks. Amen. Amen. I like that. That is on Rosa Parks. Yes. Okay. Um, and I, I do want to go ahead and um, make sure to switch gears um, a little bit more before we do ahead, uh, go ahead and get out of here. Um, and this is for um, the fe- for the for the femmes. 
and for the uh, black women in the room. <laughs> because I feel like this is a, a question that we often get to. Um, a lot of times, at least when we're seeking relationships, I don't do that no more because I ain't seeking a relationship, but for the rest of y'all, you know what I'm saying? Um, and one of the things that I used to say is, what are we? What's going on? What do you, what do you, what do you, where do you see us? Like in the future? Like, what do you, like, and listen, I'm a Pisces for real, for real. I am one of those bitches that will meet somebody and all of a sudden it's just like, I'm already like, how does my last name sound next to theirs? <laughs> you know what? I hope they're okay with it being hyphenated. And I'm like, bitch, you're not even done with dinner. Have you even received your salad? What's going on? So, you know, <laughs> I, I tend to move a little quick. Um, but I, one of the things that I notice is that a lot of times when we ask that question, what we are asking for is validity. Mm. Um, a lot of times when we are in those types of spaces, it's like, okay, listen, I just want to see if this is something they would be into. Cause I want to be his girlfriend. I want to know if they want to be my boyfriend, what's going on. I want to see blah, blah, blah. And in actuality, you are asking them to notice your worth for mm -hmm. a long-term commitment. And I'm noticing how fucking toxic that is. I'm realizing really quickly, I don't think I'll ever ask that fucking question again. Mm. Whether I want a relationship or not, especially if I don't want one, but even if I wanted a relationship, I would be like, guess what? If that's what they wanted, they would say that. Yeah. They would show that. Do you know what I'm yep. saying? <laughs> because girl, let me tell you, Actions are louder than words. I'm type for action because if people really want to do something, they will do it. I'm not trying to hear this whole, oh, well, the reason you ain't heard from me in two days is because I was busy and blah, 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 blah. If it's 24 hours in a day, you you make time for the things that you prioritize. So I'm not trying to hear this whole, oh, well, I'm, I'm just so busy all the time. Girl, okay. Well, I'm busy too. Where my block, where my block thing at so I can block your ass? Hmm. And I feel like just in little ways, a lot of us are noticing our power. We're kind of noticing our worth just in little small ways. Things that I just wouldn't have done uh, before that I'm doing now. Like, for instance, there was this guy who was all up in my DMs. Hey, let's just go ahead and chill out somewhere. He was cute. I was like, yeah, we could just go smoke somewhere. It don't have to be nothing crazy, right? Let's keep it on the low key. And I'm watching your own pocket. See how, see how generous a bitch is? Okay, we could just go smoke somewhere. You ain't got to spend no money. This man tells me, um, oh, let's go ahead and uh, I'll call I'll call you around nine, get your address and come pick you up. Boom. No problem. He then, but that very morning he says, hey, listen, I'm going to go ahead and just Uber you to my house. You see, see how things changed real quick. Okay. And I said. Oh, no, um, that's okay. We don't really have to do that. We could just catch up on another day. He was like, well, I just don't, I was like, my car's just been kind of giving me trouble. So I just thought I'd go Uber you over here. I was like, I can wait until your car gets fixed. It's not a big deal. Just hit me up. Because that's who I am. Like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. That's stupid. I, I, I don't know you. <laughs> I'm not going right. to your house. <laughs> and then um, that very night, remember, nine o'clock was when he was supposed to pick me up. It was 8.55 and he said, hey, should I still come and pick you up? My car's fixed. 
And he says this five minutes before nine. So that whole day after he doesn't answer me, after I say, it's cool, don't worry about it, baby. But then at 855, you think that I went the whole day and didn't make any fucking plans and just That's decided, true. oh, wait, five minutes before you hit me up and oh, I'm good to go. Now, did I make plans? Of course not, nigga. All right. I had a hot tub uh, waiting for me. And I also had like a whole show to binge watch with a lot of alcohol, weed and ice cream. But I still had plans. So I'm not about to go ahead and stop exactly what I'm about to do because you decide to be like, oh, five minutes before it's night. Oh, my car is fixed and we can go back to the original plan. Girl, he expected his he expected your whole world to stop when he was ready. I'm so glad you fucking said it. Because that was my irritation. <laughs> this is that that was my full-blown irritation. Like, bitch, you gotta be fucking lying. And I realized that back in the day, I would have been like, oh, well, he's free now. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> like a dumbass. I'm not chasing, I'm not chasing none of these niggas. Let me tell you, I'm not chasing that man nigga. <laughs> because niggas if a nigga wants it, they gonna make time for it. I'm not trying to hear, oh, I was busy. I'm not trying to hear, oh, I missed your call. Meanwhile, I see your ass on social media. I'm not trying to hear none of that shit. Right. Look, I, and I'm gonna tell you this to you. We are rare. You're rare. So most people are gonna fall in love with the idea of having you, but most of them aren't used to rare. So like they're foreign as fuck to it. Mm-hmm. So they will, lack, they will lack the capacity to treat you as such. And that's where they lose you. Mm. 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 Right fucking there, bro. You try to treat me like every other bitch, and that's just not what the fuck is going on over here. And in all honesty, also, why are you treating people like that? Period. You asshole. Um, and I feel like, like I said, just in little ways, you know, just realizing myself and realizing my worth and being like, I don't have to, I don't have to break my neck for somebody who didn't even give me the uh, courtesy of giving me the time to make plans. Because guess what? You really thought that I was sitting there chilling, waiting on you to pick up the phone and let me know. The audacity. (sighs) So... I did want to go ahead and play this video for you guys because I really wanted you to learn. Uh, to, well, well, for me, I learned something when I listened to this video. And I just want to get y'all guys' thoughts. Like, it, re- real talk. Good morning, sir. This comment comes from the three ways to know if you're in a man's rotation. He says, are these before or after you discuss being exclusive? In the world of real life, and in the world of psychology, and the world of power dynamics, a pair of lips will say and can say anything. So having a talk about exclusivity is just a talk. It doesn't mean that the male actually has intentions on being exclusive. He may speak about exclusivity because this is what the woman wants. And even if he has no intentions of actually being exclusive, he may sell her the illusion of exclusivity so that she operates in a mentality of exclusivity specifically for him while he continues to do his thing. So in order for the illusion to be crumbled, I teach women not to focus on what is said to them, but focus on what is done to them. And these rules apply with or without a discussion for exclusivity. Mm. 
it was one of I I really liked that clip because I feel like um, a lot of women end up falling into that trap. A lot of black femmes and women end up falling into that trap a hundred percent where it's like, well, he talks about being exclusive and he talks about wanting me to be his only baby and wanted to spend more time with me and so on and so on and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, okay, so what was the end of that discussion though? Just out of curiosity. Was it, oh yes, I'm now going to be exclusive with you or did you guys just sit and fantasize? And then, and then be so upset. When you realize that he's not only just fucking you, but you've been sitting there twiddling your thumbs like, oh, I'm his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, girl. It's a it's a mess. Actions. I'll, if it's not actions, I'm not trying to hear it. And that's why I'm so glad when she said, I only focus on the actions, not the not the actual words, uh, because they can say she's like she said, a pair of lips can say absolutely fucking anything. And that's just the truth. Um, and then I also the, the now the next video is um, I just want you guys to to hear this one, because I feel like a lot of times this is who we end up being exclusive with. And I need us to know our worth. Stand up. I need us to know our worth in in a in a much deeper sense. And I feel like this is if you are in any type of relationship. Stop being an independent woman around men. I need you to listen. You can be an independent woman around everybody else at work, your kids' school running your business, but the number one turnoff of most masculine men is a masculine, independent woman. So just turn it off. I know you can open the door for yourself, but let him do it. I know you can pay for dinner, but let him do it. Am I suggesting that you act like you can't do anything in his presence? Yeah, that's about right. A man feels more masculine when he's helping you, taking care of you. So get out of his way and let him hit follow for more. Girl, what in the hotel? (laughs) When I came across, when I came across this video, I was like, oh my God, that's who a lot of us are committing to. And the reason why I know this is because I was one of those dum-dums who actually had all the money in my pocket, but would give him the card in the car. And be like, no, so it looked like he paid for dinner. <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> and why did notice how he kept saying masculine men as if it's something wrong with a man that is feminine? And first of oh. all, I really wish we would stop using these terms to begin with, but he kept saying masculine so much. Is that all you have? Once again, is that all you have is masculinity? Like it's really sad. And and this is the thing, I need you guys to know that because of Kevin Samuels, a lot of these people who think this way are now trying to be more undercover about it because they actually, they're realizing now I'm not even getting near to smell the draws this way. So they're going to be more undercover about their misogyny, but underneath a lot of this is what's going on. And I, and the reason why I say this is because, um, 
again, these dating streets, they're fucking disgusting. So I was talking, and I think I actually sent you the message, um, Aaron, but I was talking to this guy and he was, and I said, he asked me, why did I swipe right on him? And I was like, well, I didn't see it like steeped in misogyny. So I thought, you know what, let's give this a try. <laughs> and then he messages back, he's like, yeah, you didn't look that attention seeking. And, and I was like, oh, hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep going. Let's see what else happens. So, <laughs> and then I say, what is attention seeking? Like, just look like out of curiosity. I, I said, I hope you're not talking about just skimpy clothing because the only reason that I don't wear them is because my confidence level isn't where it's supposed to be. Otherwise I'd be half naked. I wanted to make this very clear that I, you know, this is not what we're doing. And he says, well, no, it's not always just about the clothes. Sometimes they're just dead behind the eyes with their Snapchat premiums and uh, and um, OnlyFans. And I was just like, oh, this is what we're doing. You see, you see, I had to barely say anything. And the misogyny just dropped right the fuck out his ass. I was like, boom, like a <laughs> steaming hot pile of turds. But it's okay for men to have Snapchat premiums and OnlyFans. Do you know how many niggas have premium Snapchats and like private snaps? Showing they dick in the same uh, dirty ass bathroom, sitting in the toilet. <laughs> oh my god! Why the dirty ass bathroom? <laughs> Girl, I'm so sick. Of, and then why did he equate being independent to being masculine? He said, "Oh, I don't need no masculine independent woman." So if a woman is independent, you automatically masculinize her. Where the fuck did that come from? And then do you see how they're always making it sound like masculine men are the prize? You're like, like, oh, we have to do all these things for the masculine man. That's why you have to let him open the door. Don't you dare open it for yourself. You're going to emasculate him. You sound fragile. <laughs> Don't open the door for him. That makes him feel gay. <laughs> Stupid, you what they do for yourself. <laughs> like, do you hear yourself? They don't. Um, Queen China. Damn, Sid, I need to come party with you. You know how to turn up. Hey, <laughs> hey, I... I Hey, Sid. Can I can I get an invite next time? I swear. I I mean I don't have to get in the tub with you or anything like that. You know that's a little weird. That's but you know I love binging and you know partaking and things like that. You know hey, that is the way to go. You you a real one. You a real one. Yeah, and, and you know what, Queen Chat? Of course you can. Okay, <laughs> like I like to binge and smoke and drink with people too. Okay. <laughs> like, Netflix anyone let me stop anyway but um <laughs> I I feel like people need to to understand I feel like people more and I don't care who you are or what orientation you are especially if you are on the femme side of things the masculines are masculinating <laughs> and it's just the truth and they all do in team too much and I need you to start putting these niggas in their places I just want to know what is term. There's no such thing as being emasculated. Either you have it or you don't. It's all subjective. Well, first of all, it, it doesn't exist, but it's a social construct. It's all subjective. It's about how you make it. Everyone's definition of femininity and masculinity is different. So stop with this whole, oh, he helped the door open. Don't open the door for me because that emasculinizes me. Where did you get that from? According to who? And the worst part is they can't even give you an answer. They'll be like, well, you know, the world's just like that. And you're like, oh my God, read a book. 
so so they wouldn't even be able to answer the question in the first place. I just want to let y'all know when Aaron was listening to that clip, I have never seen they face so stank in my life. Like it looked like they was. <laughs> I was so disgusted. <laughs> it looked like they walked into a room full of dead bodies. Like, Ugh. like it was. <laughs> Oh my god! I just had to share that with y'all. Girl, I was. I so can't wait until we get this on video so we can all enjoy that in real time. I one thing about me, I cannot hide my facial expressions. Like, if something's going on, you're going to see everything through my face. I already have resting bitch face, but when it comes to how I express it, oh yeah, girl, I, I let it be known. Listen, you're not gonna you're not gonna wonder how they feel. That's all I know. You're not gonna wonder. You're gonna know. Um, but I also, um, but that, but that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to uh, put up uh, to really have this um, as a discussion because I feel like we really have that portion of the population coming to us like they're the prize, like you should be doing all of these things in order to catch them. And then I also realize when you decide, like I have decided, that men are only for use and I'm only going to speak to you in order to get some dick, but you still have to have a decent personality because I have standards. Um, but otherwise, but, but I realize they don't like that same energy. Like, mm. oh, no, I don't want to cuddle. I didn't want to have a conversation about this. Like, you you have to leave now. Why are you putting on Netflix? Why are you touching my remote? You need to get out. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I didn't mean, like, I don't know if you want me to leave the money on the nightstand and bounce to get, <laughs> so to get the, the whole picture. I don't know if that's going to be better for you. Like, I feel like I'm realizing that I don't want to interact with men on that level anymore, um, to be honest. And when I real when they know that it's just about sex, all of a sudden is when they're like, oh, but what about my childhood trauma? Nigga, I came for your dick. <laughs> What are you, Just what are you something to about? sit on, period. Bruh, you, you were supposed to be a nice seat. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, where did my, what happened to my mother? Nigga, I don't know. <laughs> Girl, I'm just here to ride your face and go home. Bruh. <laughs> like, listen, penetration is man optional because I really don't need it. Like, it looks like you're saying things when your mouth should be full. Like, what are you doing? I'm so like, weak. <laughs> I'm just being perfectly honest now about how I'm feeling. I realize that because, and I, and honestly, that's the way it is now because I realize that I'm more attracted to women, but a lot of women want nothing to do with me because I am pansexual. So at this point, I'm just going to go ahead and get my rocks off and move about my career. Mm, period. Get you some dick and chicken nuggets and move on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, and listen, you got to come better than chicken nuggets. I know you just dick and everything, but you can't just be coming with chicken nuggets. Like, nigga, I'm sorry. You got to do better. Okay, we need something more than any tizers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But um, I really wanted to make sure to, to, to go ahead and get that out um, because I feel like that's something that a lot of us are dealing with. Um, and also, I just want you guys to remember that I feel like if you are going to date men, like actually date them, like just not for not just for use, you should be only and this is just my opinion. You should only be speaking to bisexual and pansexual men. Period. I don't I don't I don't see a reason. Straight men are for use. Take the dick and run. That's it. Get that bread, get that head, then leave. <laughs> and leave. No, yeah, so. 
Yeah, like honestly, that's where that's where I'm really at. I'm gonna sound like the shade room. Thoughts, Aaron? <laughs> well, as uh as a straight man, uh oh, shit. I just feel like this is why y'all ain't got no y'all can't keep no man. This is why you single now, because you y'all masculinize yourselves by talking like that. That ain't that's not ladylike to be going around sleeping with all these men. Even though I do the same thing with women, but that's that's okay because I'm a real man. But y'all better keep y'all lids closed. Okay, this is the thing, Jabari. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> um, this is the this is the thing. You have to understand that I now know that you are demon dick, and the only thing that you come with is bad credit Ooh. and really shitty chicken Alfredo Ooh. that I'll still eat because the dick is from demons. But now, because I know better about myself, to leave the demon dick where it stays, now you're mad. Now you're mad that I don't see you as a person. I see you for use. Are you upset? I'm okay with that. I'm going to drink your tears now. I'm hollering, period. Because, girl, nothing but some dick in a TV dinner that still have frozen after they come out the microwave. <laughs> Not a shittily frozen TV dinner. <laughs> Yo, Aaron knows exactly where real disappointment comes from. Just, just tell by the examples, okay? Child. Girl, am I telling on myself right now? Like, girl, what's the <laughs> He's so stupid. You'd be like, the deck was decent, but that food was cold. <laughs> girl, it's giving, put it in there for an extra two minutes. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I am, I just want to say, yo, I'm so glad for always you having this message. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, <laughs> not me. I'm so weak. <laughs> I mean, you didn't they sound like they were speaking from experience? Mm -hmm. But it's okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for playing that. That was great. Um, um, but as usual, I just want to um, always thank everybody for coming in. I really can't wait for to see what else we're going to come up with throughout the month. I want everybody to send me anything that you see in reference to Black queer history, little known Black history, so that we can continue to talk about it. I want to hear about the stories that y'all are just like, damn, like, nobody's ever spoken about this guy. Let us know so we can speak about them. Absolutely. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. Being queer is African. As yes, and, and you can follow me and Sydney on Instagram, which is in both of our bios. Um, also, if you're feeling extra generous and want to show a little extra support for me and Sydney in the Earth is Ghetto podcast brand, we have both of our cash apps in our bio as well. You can also listen to our podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and Google Podcasts. And you can follow our podcast page, which is Earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. Same for the TikTok as well. All right, and we will see you hoes. Girl, what day is it? I keep forgetting my days. What day is it? Oh, it's Wednesday. Okay, 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 okay. We see y'all on Friday, y'all. Oh, shit. We showing ourselves <laughs> completely. I'm so sorry. I don't see how y'all listen to us. Okay, girl. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>